Hey everyone, I'm Sabaria. And I'm Nadi. Welcome to our podcast. We are your Wealth Strategies Duo. We are here to solve and help you discover your day-to-day financial doubts. Stick around for real conversations, real strategies from everyday people and practitioners who matter. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of What the Money the Podcast. Today, we will be talking about crypto. Cryptocurrency has existed for many years, but only until recently, it has become a trend and most talk about investment among the general public. In fact, this week, a lot of people on the internet talking about crypto. So what is the hype about crypto? Can I really make money with crypto investment or is it just FOMO? So many people are flooding the social media with the crypto investment updates, including myself. Personally, Nadi and myself are crypto investors as well. But at the same time, both of us are still learning the trade. We had our moments where our investment multiplied and when it actually goes the opposite direction, taking a dip below. Honestly, there's so much to learn about cryptocurrency and we believe every day is a learning journey for every one of us. Okay, so many individuals we met had approached us with regards to crypto which is why we finally decided to talk about it with one of our crypto mentor, Alif. Hello, Alif. Hello, everyone. Hello. Thank you for having me here. Okay, so Alif, can you tell our listeners a bit more about yourself and what interests you to dabble into crypto? Okay, uh, let me begin with uh, Bismillah. Okay, so for, for me, I'm 27 this year. I'm married uh, for three years now. And a bit of background myself, I started working in, when I was 15. So I, I really know the struggle of, you know, earning for, for money and, and once people, you know, put, put a value on, on a certain individual. Lah. So example, last time it used to be, you would work for like 10 hours and then you get paid like $6, $6 per hour. So I, I kind of be grateful for that. And, and that's where I understood the value of money lah, because there's nothing that can actually replace your time. Lah. So, so that's... When I actually chanced upon crypto, it was by accident. So it, it was funny because it was in the crash of the, the coronavirus, which was last year. So March of 16, 2020. So I, I came across this thing called Bitcoin. So I was thinking like, what was Bitcoin? I mean, there was so much hype and traction behind Bitcoin. So that kind of pushed me to be intrigued about it. And also personally, it was my hunger for knowledge because being at the forefront, uh, advising of clients, you need to know a bit more than the, the normal layman. So that's where I delve myself into crypto, learning about it, kind of sometimes be obsessed about it as well. Yeah, alhamdulillah. <laughs> it was uh, in early 2019, I would say, when you actually um, went into and read up about crypto. Read up, uh, I, I would say in depth would be 2020 first quarter, after the, after uh, the crash. Okay, yep. okay. Yes, yes, I can understand you being very much into crypto because I met Alif personally and he even have a Bitcoin cufflink, which was so cool. <laughs> That's how much he is into it. Yeah, so again, Alif, before we actually ask more in-depth questions, can we just know what have you purchased with your crypto profits? Oh, Alhamdulillah. I think there's too many to list, but one of the, the, the more significant ones, right? Because I'm not really a watch person. So... I feel that, you know, some people, they would argue that, you know, I buy watch because it's a sentimental value and, and sometimes they, they buy because they want to celebrate, right? So one of the purchase that, that I made was a watch that's, alhamdulillah, about 3000 
So that was using my teach uh, profits, which is Polygon. So that's where later I'll share with you guys more on how I actually spot this this coin. It's a very significant episode uh, whereby I'm not the type of person who really spend or splurge on, on something that expensive. Because I would think back, like, how much work do I need to put in to get that kind of value in a way like break even, you know? So these are the things or the variables that I always go through in, in terms of like thought process. So it's not an easy decision to make, but Alhamdulillah, I mean, because of the profits that it's able to, you know, give you, you are able to have this kind of choices, Alhamdulillah. So I believe you value that 3,000 watch very much because it came from hard work too. Hard work indeed. <laughs> wow. Okay. So Alif, how long did you take to multiply your investment? I think that's what a lot of people want to know because and it has become a trend where people think it's Kim Cepat Kaya. For more, for more. <laughs> they don't want to miss out. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's the underlying stigma. When, when you talk about crypto, right? Generally, people think like, oh, it barely takes like, you know, a week for the money to grow. I mean, when you talk about normal bull runs, like the ones that we are experiencing like now, it is more common than not because when we talk about last week, uh, Bitcoin was maybe around 59 or 60. And now we have the all-time high, which is at about 67. So it's really a case of um, looking at the underlying factors that, that push the drive, oh, sorry, push the price even further. Yeah, but to, to understand that it's not a get-rich-quick scheme is, is another thing. Because when we look at it, right, uh, it really depends on how you view the crypto as a whole. Uh. Like for me, I see it as a technology. So it's not about, you know, speculating purely like, uh, like hey, I want Bitcoin price to reach 100k, you know, that kind of thing. Yes, it's possible, but you have to understand how does it apply in our daily lives. Uh. Like, so um, I think one of the key factors or the, the key coins or projects that I went early into was Polygon. Uh. Because my community provided me with the info that Polygon is a layer 2 Ethereum solution. Uh. So it's to combat the, the high gas fees. So it, it was a common problem. Uh. Like you want to transfer within Ethereum network, right? Then you have to pay like, you know, for example, $30 transfer. You, you need to pay gas fees of about a few hundred, which doesn't make sense uh, to me. So that's where we dwell into Polygon. And there's also a staking feature whereby you can grow your money via staking means. And when, when I discovered Polygon, it was somewhere around few cents. Uh. So I recall correctly, on the 31st of October, I, I, I started buying a bit of Polygon. Yeah, I, I won't say how much. So it, it's more of, I would say, uh, experimental buy. Uh. So, so that's where the beauty of understanding and really putting the research behind your investments, right, is very crucial. Uh. Because today, you can have, example, a, a coin like Shiba Inu where it's driven by purely hype and also Elon Musk probably. So that's yeah. where you, you have a certain variables that doesn't make sense, but it still pumps anyway, right? So you, you have to distinguish yourself between uh, what type of investor you are and also what are you in for, you know? Some people are just, you know, FOMOing like what Nadi said. And, and also to understand the holistic picture is better than just, you know, following the crowd, I feel, yeah. Nice. Oh, that's a lot of words to learn. Uh. Um, very elaborate. <laughs> <laughs> very, very elaborate. I'm sure like taking gas, what Shiba, you know. So these are things that as beginners, most probably, most of us won't know what is it, right? There's a lot of encroaching and flanks from crypto that 
we need to learn. I mean, even me and Sub, we are still learning the crypto slang. So, ATH. Uh, ATH was the common one now. Right, <laughs> All right. time high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ATH, XRP, all this. Yeah, I'm sure our listeners like, what, what, what are we talking about? But Ali just want to get some advice to you. What our listeners should know before they get started into crypto investment. Okay, I, I take reference from Gary V. Uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. So he's the type of person, right, who'd spend hours and hours researching on a certain project. In particular, he was mentioning about NFTs, non-fungible tokens. So this is also another aspect of crypto, but I'm not going to it there. So the, the key thing is to know your product or to know your the thing that you're dealing with prior to going in. Because essentially, right, the analogy that we use is example today, you don't know how deep is, is the pool. And then you want to go for a dive, example then it, it will be a danger to yourself and to others also. Because if, let's say, you go too deep and then you cannot swim on your own, then you need to be rescued. Right? So that's where you, what separates you from a normal investor or someone who just follows the crowd is the knowledge. So in, in order to really understand or in order to be better is to put in the hours to learn. I mean, be it via a community or spending hours and hours on the website. Because let's be honest, I mean, Knowledge is available everywhere today. If you look at it, like you just Google on a certain product or you Google on a certain uh, topic, most of the things come out, right? So you have very basic websites. For for example, we have Binance Academy where, where they will provide you lessons uh, with regards to Bitcoin, especially for free. And then you have CoinMarketCap, which is uh, also providing you free lessons for, for you to actually learn about the projects and more often than not, they will reward you with certain coins. So we have to understand that, you know, before we, we want to go into a, a certain investment, you need to ask yourself, why am I dwelling into this investment? And what's the underlying structure or what is the future or the roadmap of the certain project is bringing, right? So I would say knowledge is very important. And on top of that, it's not to just, you know, because my friend said this, I should buy this. So it's, it's also another common thing whereby when I check with some of my clients, right, when I ask them, well, why do you buy this coin? Oh, he or she said I, I should buy this coin. So to me, that's not a really good counter because I feel that while your friend may already have profit because of the pump, because certain coins might have a pump and dump schemes, uh, that's where you are lagging behind. And usually, more often than not, you are already entering at a later uh, progression, lah. So that's where I really urge you listeners to always do your own research. And this is the common topic lah, because either you, you check with your mentor first or you check with someone you trust because at the end of the day, you need to have a very good explanation. Lah. Especially you if you're able to explain to a six-year-old why you buy into the pro- project, right? That, that will be good enough, I feel. Yeah. So basically, layman's term. Yes. Right size information, yeah. Now, please explain to your children. Lah. If they understand, then it's good. <laughs> Precisely. You should meet Alif. <laughs> That's how he actually guided us. Bite-sized information. And yeah. I think, uh, I remember, I remember whenever I want to buy a bag now, because I love bags, okay? I love bags, Alif. Okay? Um, whenever I want to buy a bag now, I, I will remember what Alif told me. Buy a bag with your profit. I'm holding uh, to that because I have not bought a you bag uh, forever. You have too many bags. <laughs> I have not bought a bag ever since I met you. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, thank you, Alif. <laughs> all no, right. Problem, <laughs> okay, Alif, so you explained all these 
crypto slangs and how beginners should start. Honestly, for me personally, eh, start always ask how I get my info. Half of my crypto info, right? Really, I learn from Binance Academy, YouTube, Google, mm. right? And I I strongly believe Excellent. that if you're yeah if you're beginners, ah uh, yes, you must have your network or mentor. But at the same time, your internet is also your best friend. Like what Alif mentioned, he has a community. So it's actually important, eh, like uh, to have a mentor, a community that you can trust, basically. Alright, yeah. alright. So what, uh, what is the difference, Ali, between crypto investment and other investments such as like stocks, which I have? I'm sure the beginners, a lot of our clients and our students came came to approach me and some and ask. Ah, uh, so what's the difference? Ah, uh, what is crypto? I don't understand. What is the difference investing in crypto and other things? Okay, very good question, Hamla. So I I feel that uh when when you want to compare two different asset class, right? It's like comparing car engines, right? If you can see my, I mean, you guys cannot see my background, but <laughs> I I love F one, so it it's very to the point where you know different car makers would have like a patented technology that drives or that pushes their car to be very very fast, and in F one especially. It's very important to be, you know, a tenth of a second fast when you do the qualifying, right? It, it's separated by time. So in essence, stocks are driven by, you know, fundamental values such as, you know, the probability of the company doing well in the future, and then it would be affected by the stimulus as well in terms of like how much does the U.S. government print money, and also like human factors. Like example, today I like Nike. Then suddenly a successful businessman buys over Nike, something like that. It will even drive the price further up. Whereby it's more of like if you look at a business perspective, you enjoy investing in that business, or you enjoy that the business has very much potential to to prosper in the future. Like. Uh, at companies like Apple, example, they can sell a cloth at nineteen dollars and people will buy it. So these are the things that you you might want to consider when it comes to how or what what type of asset class that I'm actually gonna go into. So in comparison, in crypto, right? You're you're talking about technology. So, like in the future of internet itself, there there's different types of um uh how is it yeah advancement. So like. Uh, web 1.0, web 2.0, and web 3.0. Web 3.0 is where we're going to steer towards. So these are the things that the enhancement to the internet and also to try to make it as decentralized as possible. So the the key thing when when you want to dwell into crypto, right? I feel like personal opinion would be to ask yourself like where does this technology belong in the ecosystem? Because if you look at stocks, I would say it's more to in the future, right? Where does this company put myself into, or like, how does this company still gonna be relevant ten years down the road? Yeah, and in terms of technical difficulties, also when you talk about stocks, there I would say there are different variables to look at. Things like price to book ratio. You have how undervalued the stock is, and definitely you want to know the intricacies like their balance sheet. How well is the company doing quarter by quarter? So in comparison. Crypto, you don't have these kind of things. Like you, you really go into detail about how how the project is doing. Are there any like venture capitalists investing into the project? So I, I'm really particular about to find the so-called undervalued gem, right? You need to understand that you need to get in early, lah. So I mean, like a friend shared to me, there are things like I IDOs, eh? Is it IDOs or wait? Let me just be sure about it. It's more like oh ICOs. Last time it used to be called ICOs, initial coin offering. So it's like when you get in super early before the public sale, that's where you you know that 
it is very much backed by a strong network of, of powerful people and also powerful companies like uh, example you have uh, venture capitalists like example yeah so uh, to answer that question in a gist would be you are talking about different asset class so it's very hard to compare the two engines yeah and I would say in terms of stocks right when when, when you see like 10% profit it, it's going to be like within one year time frame lah Whereas in crypto, right, you see 10% probably in a day or so. It depends on the market cycle of the crypto, right? So, yeah. So these are the things that you might want to consider when you invest in these two classes. Nice, nice. Okay, I think I think there's a similarity when we talk about investment. When uh, I think the last time when we met the property agent, Sufi, I think the similarity is roadmaps. Like you have to see what the future holds for certain projects. Similarly, a uh, property. So I think that's a takeaway for investments, lah. Basically, understand their roadmaps. Eh, betul tak, Alif? Betul, betul. Don't compare. <laughs> like, don't compare so to like, your friend. <laughs> yeah, don't compare stocks and crypto. It's not the same. Like just buying insurance and property are not related. Yeah, <laughs> it's a different mm. investment. I think it all depends on your capabilities. Yep. Okay, Alif. Most of us are actually emotional beings. Meaning that we like, when we log into the iBanking, we like to see big digits. We like to see big numbers. Like we are happier when our bank account, our POSB, UOB, or CBC has five digits. Right? Because we are somehow attached to our money. So, do you agree that uh, crypto is not for everyone? And what are the characteristics of a crypto investor? Well, I very much agree with that statement uh, because I've met people who I feel uh, who are capable of growing their wealth via crypto means and um, they're not interested uh, in, in these kind of things because as the analogy goes, uh, as the saying goes, you can bring the horse to the river but you cannot force the horse to drink, right? So essentially, it's more of awareness basis. Uh, like if, that, say, the person is aware about what the potential crypto can offer and, and also the future of finance, I feel in general, we're talking about a larger picture at stake because when we talk about money, especially this US monetary system has been in place for almost a hundred years now. So if you look at the, the macros, right, you have to understand that it is mostly based on debt. So how, how do we erase debt? There's no way to do that, right? The way that they're doing it right now is to create more debt. Yeah. So how does crypto come into play? or how does crypto fit it into the picture, is that they create value by doing scarcity. That's one thing. It, it is to mimic the idea of having gold. But how, how much gold are there in the world? We, we can't really quantify it, right? So it, it's a matter of knowing the scarcity of Bitcoin, which is only 21 million in the world. So that there will only ever be 21 million Bitcoin in the world. And that's, to me, is a good enough reassurance. Huh? Because at the end of the day, there's no Satoshi Nakamoto version 2.0 who can just appear out of thin air and create new Bitcoins. So yeah, what scares me is the infinite amount of US dollars that can be printed. And definitely when you talk about people, right? Everyone has their own preference. Like today I can, you know, for all I know, I can like, example, I can like a Honda. But where else some people prefer to have a Lamborghini, yeah, example. Yeah. So it, it's all a matter of how they understand things. And I wouldn't say this word, lah, but how they're brought into the system. Because essentially, if you look at it, eh, when we are younger, we, we weren't really taught about finances, how to do your budgeting, that kind of thing. These are the things that we sort of discover on our own. 
Yeah, so essentially, the characteristics of uh, crypto investors that I would really urge is like someone who is wise, someone who can uh, differentiate the beauty of uh, certain knowledge or like information, like not to just accept it at certain face value. And then secondly, someone who is patient because as we all know, investments take time. Like essentially, you want to plant a tree. A tree typically takes about 20 to 30 years to grow to full force, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. Right. And essentially, someone who is also a researcher, like I said to the first point, you don't take things at face value. You, you tend to, you know, discover more. Okay, what is this guy talking about? What is Polygon? I need to, you know, research more about it. What is example Solana? That, that kind of thing. So th- these are the things that will drive you or will push you to be a, a better investor, inshallah. Alif, I think, right, the first part of our podcast here, like, people who have not yet started about crypto or haven't even researched, right, they get confused over what you say. What what you say, staking, uh, NF, all these will confuse a beginner, right? Can you recommend us some of the, your resources that have helped you gain more knowledge in learning crypto, such as books, website, or even apps? Okay, so um, for websites, I did mention earlier, uh, it was Coin Market Cap. You have a learn portion, which is a tab that's entirely de- dedicated to you learning about crypto projects, and then subsequently, there, there's also Binance Academy, which you can access for free. In fact, if you just Google right, uh, crypto courses free, you you tend to have a, a wide variety of choices, but things to take note as long as the cost or uh, the thing that requires you to pay right you, you need to understand that there's always things that you can learn for free first so until it gets to a point where you hit a wall or example there are certain things that you, you don't understand like what is uh, market cap what is um, s- circulating supply that kind of thing so there are terms that definitely the internet will might not provide you with the best definition that's where you need to take down and uh, probably ask someone that is well-versed in the, in the field. So probably your mentor or your community. That's why I like to emphasize on having a community because it's where you get the, the valuable information, valuable information and also the timely tips, I guess. All right. You are, you are our community too. <laughs> <laughs> mentor. Yeah. Okay. It honestly feels that we are actually just getting started to our leave. Okay, uh, this is a very common question. Eh? How much should one set aside to start crypto investment? Okay, one should at least have uh, their own emergency funds for liquidity purposes. Uh. So once you have that, uh, I would recommend somewhere around not exceeding 10% of your monthly salary because essentially you have to have a plan. Like what is your exit game? Because one mistake I did was as a new investor, I actually put the bulk of my income into crypto and then when it actually crashed or corrected itself in, in May this year, right? So that's where I kind of, what, what I would call a split because when you go all in in a certain asset class, right? Uh, yes, there, there is future in there but at the same time, you need to understand that there are certain limitations in which you need to be aware of also. Like for crypto to actually be turned into fiat, you, you, you need about a few hours to a few days. So, it really depends. And in Singapore, that there are actually limitations to like how much uh, withdrawal can be done in a day, especially those websites that or those brokerage or those platforms that are sanctioned by our MAS, lah, that kind of thing. So these are the things that you might want to take note uh, when it comes to like how much budget can I put in into crypto investments. Yeah. 
So we can also, as good as $50, we also can start buying crypto. Yeah, definitely. I saw, I saw. <laughs> it's just, I think people want to know I might, what is the lowest amount that they can actually put in. Because I, I right. think they just want to try it out. Yeah. Mm. All right. Okay. Then, Ali, what are the benefits and risks involved investing in crypto? Oh, dear. I, I would say it's one of the highest risks being in crypto. Why? Because of the volatility. Lah. Because one has to understand that I would not just similarize it with riding a roller coaster. It's more of you are actually putting with a lot of variables like the market exposure and then you have the FUD, which is fear, uncertainty and doubt which exists in almost all markets or asset classes. So that's where you have to really tell yourself that once you get into crypto, right, the chances of losing your capital or the chances of it crashing, it is quite high. I mean, if you look back at the history of, of Bitcoin itself, like last year in October, it was around $19,000. And you look at the current price now, it's at $60,000, at $63,000 in fact. So that's where certain things like the value what is it driven by it's really i wouldn't say i wouldn't say not not explainable it's more of a lot of variables in play before you get into crypto right do understand that it is the most highest form of risk and only get yourself into crypto once you you understand what are the risks involved like because for for normal traditional investments right we would have to do this thing called cka cka is uh, client knowledge assessment. So that's where you, you need to know what are the risks that you're about to deal with. Like something like, you know, if let's say your investment goes down 20% in value, would you be likely to withdraw the money or just stay put? For some people, for example, when they are not financially stable, that's where they, they feel like a bit shaken because it's probably one of their first times dealing with crypto, right? So that's where they're not used to the volatility and they might exit at a wrong time. Yeah. So that's where I, I feel knowledge is very important and only invest what you can afford to lose. Uh. That, that's the key thing that I want to yeah, emphasize on. And that's when people think it's a scam, eh? Right. When they cannot handle the, uh, the volatility. And I think, Alif, uh, to add on to what are the characteristics of a crypto investor, I think a strong heart is very important. Yes. <laughs> You, you can't really I agree. Check. It's best not to check your phone uh, every single hour. <laughs> yeah, you told me that. You told me that you haven't looked into it. Like last time it was uh, pretty often and then you slowed down on it. Yeah. Right, right. I think, yeah, same. Similarly to us. <laughs> Strong heart is very important. The first characteristic to invest in crypto. <laughs> Yeah, because you know, money can really go down like by 30%. That's why I, I had a heart attack in July. I think July, right? When suddenly yeah, it plunged. Yeah, there was a slight correction. Yeah, it plunged like crazy. You know, I, I was like, I was like, oh my God, my money. Because not only crypto plunge, my stocks also plunge. US stocks. Right. So I was like, oh no, did I make the wrong mistake? But... <laughs> Everybody around me, like even the the community, just said, just hold on and not panic, right? So the Precisely. the money that you invest must always be your what? Stop saying play money, eh? Stop. Play money. Play money it cannot be something <laughs> I put it. Actually, I need to use it to pay my bill next month. No. The so, money basically like what Alif said just now, like, You already set aside your emergency fund. The money that's left for you to actually you know 
have fun with it. Correct, correct. Yeah. So, so basically, I live like I say, my experience losing a lot of money is really thousands of dollars, eh, guys. Really hard attack. Anybody can have <laughs> hard attack. So, Alif, uh, I think for me, it's because I also have my own own formula and my own strategy. But do you think, uh, that is there a formula or percentage of our saving that one should follow to invest in crypto? I would say, like what I said earlier, would be like 10% of your income. Okay, why, why is this so? Eh? Because essentially, some might use crypto as a hedge to their traditional investments. Like they have their mutual funds, they have their stocks, they have their unit trust, what have you. And it's more to, when we talk about the highest form of risk, right? it also sort of gives you the platform to have the opportunity for the highest form of returns as well. So as we, we have seen, like example from my own experience, one cent turned into a dollar and then two dollars. So that's where we're talking about 20x, 30x your investments within a short span of one year, that kind of thing. So it's really important to know what is the budget that you are willing to set aside because it varies from individual to individual but the good rule of thumb would be not exceeding 10% of your monthly income so you do it regularly not ex- exceeding 10% of your income like yes okay so the, the thing is when there's like major crash if let's say something like a day where march 16 2020 happened again right definitely i would put a, a lot more why because you know that history doesn't repeat itself so often, but when it does, the opportunity is presented because you already understand the risk that is in play and you also did a lot of research already. That's where you are able or you are capable to put in a bit more. So this lump sum investments only happen in rare occasions whereby either the market corrects itself in a very significant manner or when you have opportunity that is uh, probably like what we're facing right now, uh, it's better to have a dollar cost average strategy in play because you never know when the market can crash. We had a slight correction of about 5% uh, in terms of Bitcoin in, in 24 hours returns. That's where you, if let's say you, you invested uh, a lot in a certain time frame, right? So that's where you, you would see it like going down right now. Uh, so it's very important that you don't like go all in uh, in that sense. Uh, Wow, okay. I, I heard a new way for people. Ali, can you explain what is dollar cost averaging? Right, dollar cost averaging is a strategy whereby you buy a X amount, which is usually fixed in nature, over different periods of time. So irregardless of the market situation, whether it's going very bullish or whether it's going very bearish, you still buy the same amount every month irregardless of the market situation. So that's where over time, your investments are expected to return you a steady feasible profit. So this is commonly deployed in mutual funds and stocks and also ETFs. But that's where in crypto, it's more important than anything else because especially when we talk about volatility. Yeah, so imagine yourself to be on a roller coaster. Like crypto is... Is as good as a roller coaster, but you want to stabilize it or you want to normalize the returns. The best way is to do this dollar cost average strategy. And at 10% of your income. Yeah, not exceeding 10% of your income. Not exceeding 10% of your income. All right. Kelly, what are like the common objective of investing in crypto eh? that you have right. from your community or like, you know, everyone around you? They circulate or they revolve around a common theme. 
which is to see the future of finance in play or what I would like to say is more of like, you know, realizing that the, the current system that is in place because of the excess, I would say, supply of money, which is then, which then results in inflation. <laughs> it's always about being, detaching yourself from it because how do you get away from inflation? By investing, right? And yep. if let's say you, you go through with the, the same vehicle, then your, your returns are not that much, I would say. Yes, you're making money. You're making profits of about probably around 10, 20% a year. But where crypto actually provides you with the opportunity to earn, you know, we don't even talk in, in percentages. We, we talk in X, right? How, how, how many X is your investment, that kind of yep. thing? Like 100X, 200X, that kind of thing. So it, it's very crucial to understand that. I would say it's more of realizing the future of finance. Huh? Because in, in a way, right, let's say today you want to go buy a car. You want to pay in full cash, right? Definitely not. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all digitalized. You can pay now to the dealer, you know, up to a limit of 200,000. So, so we're talking about like going paperless and not relying on that fiat money, like example. So being in that's one where, Bitcoin. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. Oh, that that yeah. would be a huge flex, uh. <laughs> NASA, one uh, Bitcoin. You, you, imagine in the future, uh, you you want to down your car. So this one, how much, uh, Bitcoin? <laughs> oh wow, interesting. Uh, that would be interesting. Uh, yeah, right. So you have like the with the recent ETFs, uh, Bitcoin ETFs approved in the United States, right? That's where I would say it's just a matter of time before. This is a probability that the Singapore government becomes, I would say, more friendly towards crypto and probably they will start sharing or educating the citizens on the importance of using crypto the right way. Yeah, because if you look at it, there's no way that we can probably stop the evolution of crypto or normalizing it. Because I've seen in particular, right, people getting, or athletes in, in the United States getting paid in Bitcoin. So probably it's just a matter of time, maybe... 10 years or 15 years in, down the road, we see it as a norm, like where, wherever you go, you, you transact in digital currencies or what we call cryptocurrencies. Yeah. I think it's already happening in Singapore. Certain certain merchandise, you can actually pay through your Wirex, your Wirex card mm. and things like that. So I think we are moving towards that direction. Yeah, soon our pay will be in crypto. Who knows? I always disturb my brother whenever it's it's a common practice for my family whenever it's our kid's birthday we will give a token right cash token so I told my brother whenever my children's birthday it's okay I'm not asking for much one Ada (laughs) (laughs) that's all (laughs) nice yeah but that that would be really cool right if you think about it uh, to to commemorate a certain significant example like we have anniversary uh. So instead of giving my wife a, a handbag, so I'll yeah. give her a, I call it a One, ledger, which, yeah. which includes certain coins inside, right? But that would be <laughs> nice, yeah, seriously. <laughs> That's like, I mean, this this is what, whenever like me and my brother, uh, we help each other out, he'll be like, okay, one ADA, one XRP, right? kind of thing. <laughs> so it'll be cool to like actually um, really do it. Right. Yeah, I think I'll appreciate that more. <laughs> <laughs> so again, Ali, we were talking about the common objective just now. What is your objective in investing crypto? Like your your personal objective? I'm sure you guys are okay. Uh, basically, the theme is is fire. 
financial independence retire early. So essentially, you get to a point whereby you know you no longer want to work for money. So until that day comes, I will continue to invest in crypto and other asset classes because the goal in life, right, is to actually you know convert all your assets and then probably turn it into a form of once it's uh, enough to replace your active income. So that's where you get out of the red race lah. because the idea is to generate as much wealth until a day comes whereby you you are no longer dependent on just you know one source of active income because let's let's be honest with ourselves lah. why are we working we are essentially exchanging our time for money because we need to survive yeah so in order to survive we need money yeah and and the only way that is possible to not work or to not just you know rely on one active income is when you have multiple streams of passive income and one of the ways that you can actually achieve that is by crypto because what it offers or what crypto actually helps to solve is the idea of detaching oneself from just relying on one source of income and especially when you talk about passive right once you understand the idea of example like staking you never see the banks the same anymore lah yeah, the beauty of staking. <laughs> That's a leak, alpha leak there. <laughs> I I think I gotta agree with what Ali said. And our our in fact our generation uh, is over our parents' generation where everything right we all put in the bank, like right. every month our savings all in a bank in a bank. I think not all of us are doing it. Not all of us doing crypto. Not all not all of us are separating our savings into different baskets. But majority of our uh, I mean, our generation, we are actually learning how to put things in different baskets and growing yep. it. So I think gone are those days that you keep your savings under your pillow, eh? Like, sub, in the mm. biscuit, eh? Kongguan <laughs> tea biscuit. Uh, uh, Milo, Milo. Uh, tea Milo. Milo. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I think it's, it's very interesting because, like, savings every month, like, for example, me and sub, when we get our salary, we will just say, okay, I'm putting this into this uh, this coin. I'm putting this. Uh, I'm putting this savings this to this investment. So it's it's no longer okay. Saving one thousand dollars into. I'm just saving one thousand dollars. It's no longer that. Right, and the whole concept of savings now have changed. Right, I think uh, Ali make me so excited. Excited if I'm a beginner because I've learned so much. What staking? Uh, what NFT? All all these interesting all these interesting slangs from crypto. So I believe our listeners also learn so much. Thank you, Ali, for being with us. Just one final question, Ali. If you could turn back time and talk to your eighteen year old self, what would you tell him? Oh, mashallah. Eighteen years self. That's about nine nine years ago. So you're still young. Don't only... worry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's about eight years ago. Yeah, eight years. So uh, one thing I will, I will tell my 18-year-old self, right, is to compile all sorts of money because back then I was working about probably a two part-time jobs and I was never the saver. So tell him to direct all income to this thing called Bitcoin. Yeah. So do whatever it takes to find out about Bitcoin. And once I was presented with the idea of Bitcoin via white paper, so back in poly, because, you know, you, sometimes you have friends who are very well-versed in certain technological advancements. So that's where I actually turn, I would say turn down. Like. It's more to, I'm not interested because I'm more to active income kind of thing. Yeah, so another thing I would tell my 18-year-old self is to find ways to generate sources of passive income. 
So not not just to rely on like pure hard work, which is to exchange time for money. You also have to you know make money uh work for you in that sense by investing. Yeah. So only if I you know started earlier, yeah, I'll be in much uh different position than I'm today. But nevertheless, because experiences are meant to taught you a value valuable lessons, right? So that's where I appreciate the different episodes in life. And also, it's never too late. You're hearing hearing this, like you're asking yourself, like, am I, you know, too late to start crypto? That kind of thing. It, my my answer is, it's never too late because there's no right time for you to start investments in general. The moment you realize that you know your money is not working as much as the inflation, then you you know you know that you have to do something with it, which is investment. Yeah, inshallah. Like like what Alif says, better late than never, eh, Alif. Yes. Yeah. All right. <laughs> no, no, no. We are still young. We are still young, guys. <laughs> yeah. The night is still young. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Alif. Thank you so much for being with us today. We truly, truly learned a lot. I think, yeah, Alif was one of, actually, the first that I met who taught me about crypto. Very generous with his sharing and all. Very, very grateful. Precisely, abundance mindset. And we love, uh, we love working with people with the abundance mindset because, I mean, what's what's not to share? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I remember we went into, I think, one of the rooms. eh, I live that you actually taught me, and yeah, I think it was Nadi's current room. Nice. (laughs) So yeah. Sure. Well, thank you for having me. Actually, it's a it's a pleasure, lah. Uh, for me, because I, I see sharing knowledge as an obligation, lah. Because at the end of the day, there are only few things that you like note, lah. When when you pass on, right? There there are only few things that you leave, you know. So one of it is uh beneficial knowledge that people benefit from, lah. So inshallah, whatever that is good comes from Allah, and whatever that is bad or shortfalls comes from myself, lah. Okay, thank you guys for having me. Okay, uh, do drop Alif a DM over at his IG handles at Alif, A-L-I-F dot J-P-G if you have any crypto-related question and you or you can drop me and Sub uh, through Wealth Strategies Duo Instagram. Thank you for listening to What The Money The Podcast. we see you next week. Bye!